Hey y'all, welcome to Mia's Corner where we talk all things creative and today I have with me House Money, uh, Jonah Wolf, producer and co-founder of House Money and Damien No, producer and co-founder of House Money. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank okay, you. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Wait. You're in the money house. Take off your shoes. Did I do it right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes so Jonah, yeah. I'll start with you. Introduce yourself and uh, tell everyone who you are. All right. My name is Jonah. Uh, I'm a well, I'm a third year. I'm a junior over at UCSD. And uh, yeah, I'm an econ major, but I'm really just focusing on this whole, you know, collective with Damien. And we're just trying to work real hard at it. Dope. And Damien, I'll pass it to you. All right. My name is Damien. I'm born and raised in Sacramento. That's where I'm at right now. Um, so I am a recent college grad and me and Jonah met in college, I'm obviously still a student, but literally the first conversation that we ever had was about music. Um, and so literally since that point it's built up to this and yeah, so, you know, how did you guys <laughs> start house money? Either one of you can take it. Um, Okay, so this was something that we had been talking about for like a, a while. Like like Damien said, like our first conversation was about music. Music was something that really connected us through college and stuff. And um, it was just something that we kind of wanted to do. We both had an interest in like putting our music, putting our, uh, our, our designs, our, you know, creativity out there and making a mark in that sort of way. And so um, sometimes I think it was probably like the you know, quarantine that kind of put us in a position where we were like, okay, you know, no excuses. <laughs> Let's just, you know, get this done. Um, but yeah, Demian, what, what, what's, what about you? I mean, like I said, since the first like moment that we met, like music has always been something that we talked about, whether it's like listening to music or producing music. And I really got to see the progression of Jonah from like beginning up until now. And like the way he's gone has just been so like parabolic. And it's like, I always knew that we had to do something, but it was always difficult to kind of like see how we can put it together in like a whole package. And it wasn't until I think it was sometime late 2019 when Jonah had sent me like this little uh, instrumental project that he did. And I listened to it and I was like, I was like, whoa, like he's gone, he's come so far from where he started. And I just knew that at that point we had to do something. And like Jonah said, it wasn't until like, you know, the whole stay at home quarantine started that we had time to kind of sit down and figure it out. And I just knew that we had to put a brand behind all this. And, you know, I knew that his talent was too great to not maximize it. So we really had to put it together. And that's where we're at now. Love that. He's talking you up, Jonah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that, that, that means, I mean, for real, like I have to do a little bit of this too. Like, like Damien is one of the people that really got me into like wanting to produce, wanting to like, you know, put different art and stuff out there. So it's really, you know, an honor for me and just really cool to see him working on beats, but also like the design stuff, like all that stuff is him, you know, everything visual that you see, uh, like we might work on the creative ideas together, but he's the one that like actually executes it like physically. So yeah, it's been, it's been real cool, like working on this with him. Dope. So how did you both, I guess I'll start with Damien and then Jonah, how did you both get into producing music and what's your first like memory of like producing a song? Um, yeah, so for me, I actually didn't start out as a producer, I started out as a DJ and 
the, the moment that I realized that I wanted to learn how to DJ was after going through high school, going to like all, you know, these cool dances and then like finally coming to college and like, you know, you go to like random parties and stuff and you hear the music that they play. And sometimes it's like, yeah, like this is just not hitting correct. And I feel like, I was like, like, do I got to do it myself? And I literally went on eBay uh, freshman year, first quarter, bought like a used uh, turntables and then just sat in my dorm room, learned how to like mix a little bit. And then from there, it really just kind of how the producing started because I started DJing at functions and stuff. And I was like, this is kind of cool, but I kind of want to take it to the next level creatively, you know, like making my own stuff. And so literally just from there, just um, learning on my own and then, you know, eventually meeting Jonah and just taking the next step into like making our own stuff. So with me, I mean, I think that my like uh, musical history is kind of weird because like I come from like a pretty uh, strict like or traditional like background so for me I wasn't like allowed to listen to music that wasn't classical music until like fourth grade so I went from listening to like Mozart and Bach and, and stuff like that to uh, I think the first song that I listened to that wasn't classical was Dynamite by Teo Cruz and then from there it was The Real Slim Shady by Eminem <laughs> And the rapper's delight. Those are like my three songs I <laughs> had like playing over and over. So um, I think once you go from like listening to classical music to listening to like more modern stuff, it, it's pretty tough to go back because you know there's a, a, there's so much music out there to explore. So for me, I just kind of got to a point where when I was very young, you know, I, I discovered like Korean music, you know, because I'm half Korean, so. You know, that was a big influence, something that my mom kind of showed me. And I just started really getting interested in the idea of making my own music. You know, I would like write little songs. I would, you know, play little things on the piano and all that. And but then I just kind of sat on it, you know, and it got to a point where the years were passing. You know, I was making stuff. I wasn't putting it out. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, I really should should be working on this, going, uh, you know, hard at it. And I remember specifically, I was uh, with a friend of mine from high school in like the library. And he said, we, we were talking about like what we were gonna do after, you know, high school and go into a college and stuff. And he said like, go after the music, you know, like really focus on that, you know, don't give up on it, just, you know, go hard. And by that time I wasn't really producing, I wasn't doing anything, I was just making like, creative stuff for with no real purpose so I I, I get like again like Damien like a, a pretty you know crappy you know uh, like keyboard I take it to you know my friend's dorm and he has been producing for a while his name is Max he's actually someone we're working on a, like project with and I just started making music there. And then as soon as I started, you know, working with other people, working harder on stuff that I was doing, I just really haven't looked back from it. It's been really fun. Yeah. So you mentioned that like Korean music was a big influence, Damien. Yeah. Uh, to you as well, what kind of music like really heavily influenced your production skills and like when you were learning? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I listened to uh, mainly just like what was on the radio, like pop music and stuff. So although I wasn't like deep into like into music growing up, I kind of got like surface level of like where music was progressing as time went on. And it wasn't really until like 10th grade in high school when I listened to my first like hip hop album straight through. And it was a uh, late registration by Kanye. 
and that album like has heavily um you know heavy, heavy samples um and just like soul beats and stuff like that you know uh, kind of indicative of the time and so that was the first thing i heard where i was like wow like this whole album through was like a masterpiece and just from there branching out into like all different kinds of albums and hip-hop and stuff and just seeing where it went and for me i think how it started with like that first uh with late registration being the first album like my mind when i'm like producing usually kind of goes to like sampling whether it's like you know whether it's like a soul beat or like whether it's like you know, anything like a video game music or like Chinese music because you know like my parents always listen to Chinese music growing up um I always like have that in my in the back of my head when I'm listening to anything it's like how could this sound like as a beat for example you know um so that's really where my creativity stems from it's like how can I repurpose this like add a little swag to it and you know kind of make it our own and like something that someone in 2021 would listen to Jonah what about you I think that like like as I said I kind of missed out on like a full decade of like listening to music organically, you know, so like it was classical music for for a really long time because of my parents. But um, I think that also gave me a sort of advantage in that I was really once I like first heard Bandamite by Teo Cruz, like and I have to give credit to that man for for that because <laughs> You, you become like addicted to the hunt for new music you know you're used to hearing strings and like pianos and stuff and then it turns into oh wow there's like synth and bass and different kinds of drums and then I listened to uh, you know started listening to hip-hop started listening to R&B uh, and I think I'm doing pretty good on like catching up on you know the years that I missed on the classics and everything um, but yeah a big like influence for me was uh, yeah, like I said, like Korean music of all types, like Korean pop music, Korean uh, hip hop music, traditional Korean music, um, like trot. But then I also played a lot of video games growing up. So I think Damien and I are like pretty similar in that, you know, video game music always comes into my mind when I'm making things. And I think that a lot of the chord progressions I'll make and the melodies I'll make are clearly like influenced by that sort of thing. But I think more and more as time goes on, I become more influenced by like hip hop music and R&B and more things as I continue to listen to it. Yeah. And do you guys play piano? Did you study theory? Like, what would you say to producers who like don't have that traditional background, but still want to add that stuff to their music? Um, for me, I have no background. I have like, <laughs> like, like for me, the way that it comes into it is that a lot of the music that I end up making, it just kind of comes into my head. So I I used to translate that into like playing kind of bad on a piano. And like, I would try to like make it into a guitar, like try to play onto live instruments and stuff. And I do have a desire to learn these live instruments. I think it just makes the understanding greater. The theory uh, appreciation makes actual production better. But, um, I think there's also something to be said about like music that just comes from the heart and just comes from gut and instinct. And once I figured out how like to produce using like electronic production equipment, I was able to much more easily like put those ideas out and make music that like I truly felt that I didn't have to like restrict from a lack of knowledge from instruments. But yeah, I would say that not knowing instruments doesn't have to hold you back because I mean, I'm making a decent amount of music for a lot of people I like now and you know I don't have like a lot of background in it whatsoever cool what about you Damien all right so 
I grew up in a Chinese American household. Like, you know, I'm first generation born here and I could speak for Chinese American kids. I would say 99 out of 100 have been in piano class before. And I'm probably that one out of 100 that never took piano class. Um, Look at you, you're special. (laughs) I mean, I guess, see, that's the thing. Of all the things that my parents forced me to do as a kid and that I didn't like, the one thing that I wish they forced me was piano. But so I never had like formal piano, you know, growing up, but I did take band class in seventh grade where I learned the trumpet. And that was the first introduction to like any instrument I ever had. And it was kind of cool, you know, just being in band class, but that didn't last very long. And it wasn't until like the end of high school where I started to get into like actually making music. That's where I learned how to play the uh, guitar. Um, like I taught myself to play the guitar and then like a little piano here and then like chord, like, you know, learn how to like read like sheet music and chords and stuff, nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing, uh, no formal background, kind of like Jonah where he said like music that kind of comes from like, you know, you play it by ear where it's like you hear something and you're like, where can this go? And like, it comes from, you know, just inside you. It's like, where do I take this? Like, does this work? No, like, you know, throw it away, put something new, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, really it comes from like, it's not something you can really like, you know, equate like a math equation or whatever. It's really something that you got to go with your gut. If it's, if you're not, if it's not working, you kind of just got to scrap it and keep going or whatever. Like something like, it's very, you know, the creative process. It's like, it's not always pretty, but as long as you stick to it and you like believe in yourself, like musically, you know, even someone without the background could really take them really far. Cool. Yeah. 100%. So house money, either one of you can take this or jump off one another. How would you describe your sound and how do you think it fits in with like the music landscape right now with all the different genre bending going on? Um, I think that we're just trying to uh, find ourselves right now. You know, like, like you heard just before, like Damon and I, we have pretty diverse musical backgrounds. You know, like he appreciates the soul sampling and, you know, the drums and all that. And I, I like that stuff, too. But my background is different. So I think that um, we're trying to find out what sound kind of works with us. We're working with a bunch of different artists. That's like our whole thing. And so we just put out a song, uh, Nate Robinson. That's like a drill sort of track, you know, the, and we're putting out something for Valentine's Day where it's like a bedroom pop sort of cut. and then we're putting out a full project and it's going to have a bunch of different genres on it. So I think that we're just trying to see what we like creating the most since we're so new at everything. And uh, yeah, that's where we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. I think a good way to put it is like to build off of that is, you know, me and Jonah, we met in college and as people that didn't have like the biggest musical backgrounds growing up, like house money is kind of a combination like a melting pot of like what would you know two kids growing up with their, these backgrounds and a lot of our brand is built on the internet and just like all our influences coming together and you really get this like unique blend that no one's really seen before like obviously the styles are are draw from a lot of different genres categories and whatever but I think the final result and what you're going to see as we drop more music is kind of you know something that's you kind of heard before but kind of our take on it and it kind of evolves from that dope yeah so house money it's a collective what does that mean exactly um I think it's just exactly how it sounds it's like it's a collection of people right now it's the two of us but it's always been our intention to kind of grow uh our numbers you know include people that also believe in the same vision that we do and uh, you know whether it be designers web builders uh, artists producers 
we're just looking at uh, the future. I want to make it very clear that like we're looking to make this like a collection, like a family, just a bunch of people, a bunch of creatives that are down to work. Yes, sir. Anybody listening to this, uh, you know, you come check out our page if you like what you're seeing. Like we really are open to working with anyone. Like we've literally reached out to so many different people within our circles and like literally anything creative that we can come together and do. Obviously we're based in music, but you know, like this as the collective aspect of it is like really open. So anyone, yeah. you know, if you're an A&R, you know, if you're, you know, graphic designer, whatever, like hit us up. That's dope. I love yeah. the, the collaborative energy. Like how do you, how do you network with people and build relationships so far? Cause I know you guys are just getting up and running. Um, networking is like, it's one of my favorite things to do because I really love talking to people. Like something that I really appreciate is just listening into what people have to say because I think it gives me different perspective it builds my perspective which I think like one of the worst things that someone can do is have a very limited perspective on life you know so I just try to reach out to people that I think are interesting that I think have like a cool story to tell that they have cool projects going on and I basically just cast a line out and I say like hey this is what we're doing you know this is what we got going on we like what you have going on do you want to kind of, you know, work something out? Um, and that's led to some beautiful things, you know, like I really like Nate Robinson, the song, uh, like it's something I personally like listening to and I do, and my family likes it. And, you know, like my, my friends like it. And I think that that kind of appreciation and support only really comes out when the desire to collaborate is like authentic and the desire to create is authentic. Um, like so far, everything that we've ever touched, I've liked, you know, I really like every project that we've ever had a hand in. I think that really liking who you're working with and what you're doing and forming a genuine connection, that's really like one of the most important things you can do when you're collaborating, not just anything surface level. Yeah. And I think two of the biggest things that helped me and Jonah, especially with, you know, building our network and everything we do is just being like honest with each other and open with each other. Like, we keep each other in check, like, we like, hey, what do you think about this? And if we're not rocking with it, we're like, okay, maybe not, we can do this better in this way. And so when it comes to the networking aspect, I feel like, you know, we really focus on um, kind of like paying paying respects to uh, our upbringing. So for example, when we first like got together, we're like, okay, like how should we um, find collaborators for like songs or whatever? It's always, it's always like, let's see, is anyone in California like that we can work with that is like, you know, like regionally like relevant as far as the sound and everything. Um, either is there an artist that we like to listen to that we can reach out to? Like really, we wanna make it organic in that way where it's like, we don't wanna just get whatever we can and throw it together. You know, like we wanna make sure it has relevance to us, our situation, like where we're at. Um, and so, yeah, I think in that way, the networking just makes it more natural because when you have like an actual genuine connection to who you're working with, um, you know, like it makes it easier to make it a lasting relationship and one that can, you know, has a start and you don't know where it's going to end. Like you don't know where it's going to go. Um, and then, you know, it only goes up from there. Like, yeah. I think that it's like worth mentioning that like, we have like no industry connections or like anything like that like we, we it's really yes, just us yeah like it's, it's really just me and Damien and then uh we also like everyone else you know that we know that has their own thing that they're trying to do like we're trying to help 
work with them. We're trying to, you know, build each other up. Uh, like Max, the person we're working with on this tape, Helena, we're working on the Valentine's Day project with her. Like we just try, it's really just us and everything else that, um, you know, we make and everybody else that we contact is just through like hard work and contacting them. Yeah, yeah. so don't have industry connections, but if someone listening to this wanted to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> cool. So how do you feel like the... Um current landscape of the industry like what are you seeing that you like what are you seeing that you don't like like I was listening to Juice World today I know I'm late to everything but I was like yo he's so freaking dope like emo trap rock like angst so it's like what is going on so what about you guys what are you seeing that you like what you don't like well first of all rest in peace Juice World right always yes sir um I I think that in terms of the industry I, I think the biggest thing I was uh, actually having a conversation with somebody about this earlier. Um, a lot of like majors, a lot of labels, something they look at is they try to go for like quality, quantity over quality. You know, a lot of like artists that are being put out right now, they might be picked up off of a single that might have blown up on TikTok. They might be picked up over something small through maybe they're, you know, they know somebody, they have one thing. And I think that something that we focus on kind of counteracts that and it like puts some, a different spin on things because we focus a lot on the quality rather than the quantity, you know? Like we're more focused on going into um, like really making a connection with the artists and the people that we work with and putting out something that really means something to everybody involved. So in terms of like something in the industry that I, you know, kind of I'm confused about that would be it because the majors are throwing out a lot of money at like all these people that end up maybe not having careers you know like artists that might not you know make it off of that one song um and then in terms of like the sounds I really think a lot of people are trying to sound like like other people you know there are different waves that uh people think is cool or interesting or hip to like jump on but there are a lot of artists out there that definitely are doing something special and definitely are doing something unique. Um, but yeah, that, that's, those are some things that are kind of confusing to me about the industry. Yeah. I mean, things are really different. I mean, this, this kind of started uh, the, ho- the house money itself, like kind of coincided with like, you know, being in quarantine and, you know, since then things have been so different, like almost all music people find these days is online through whatever medium like TikTok, like Spotify, whatever. And it, you know, a whole physical element of that is like taken away. Like before you would hear a song in like a store or like a concert or whatever, you know, and like a lot of that is just not there anymore. And so it's been, I'm sure it's been new for a lot of artists, you know, young and old. It's like they got to adapt. And so, you know, house money itself, like we've we were like born into this, you know. And so we're going to have to do this again when, you know, things are going back to normal. Like, you know, we're going to have to bring like the physical element into it, whether it's like a live show or like whatever it is, you know what I mean? And so we're really just trying to find what we're comfortable with. And so that when, you know, when things do change again, we're ready, you know, and we're ready, like on, like, you know, online presence is like where we want it to be. And we can take the next steps to like, you know, eventually maybe putting together like a show or hosting something like that. You know what I mean? So it's just all to, you know in one way in one sentence like everything's just so new and adapting is like a major key in like figuring it out yeah definitely 
So what, what's your vision for house money? Like I have some friends who like are just underground. They want to stay underground. They're not with like, like Jonah mentioned, like the big labels, the majors. So where do you see house money going? And would you like sign a deal or you're just like, now nah, we're underground, we're independent. Um, that's our scene. I think that, well, first of all, I want to make sure I wasn't like hating on any majors or anything. <laughs> I wasn't like saying shade of the majors or anything like that. I definitely, you know, I mean, a lot of them have been culture creators and a lot of cool people and individuals work there mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I think in terms of uh, where we want to go is we kind of right now are trying to make decisions in the short term in order to kind of build a long term. So something that we want for sure is we want to keep on making it like a priority to work with people at like a very close and personal level. So whatever that means, whatever that takes, everything that we work on, we want to make sure that it has like uh, everybody involved very like happy with the result. So I think that it just comes down to the fact that we're going to be working on like project after project. And then no matter where and wherever those projects go is a direction that we'll go. But we're not thinking like, okay, this is exactly where we need to be. And this is how we're going to get there. Because I don't think things really ever work out 100% like you think they're going to. Mm -hmm. So we're just working on what we are doing in the short term. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, we really appreciate everyone we've been able to work with so far. And with each collaboration that we do, like we always learn something new, and always spawn like new ideas and stuff. So um, where do we see it going? I mean, eventually we want to make it a place um, for people that we work with and, you know, event people that eventually come and join us in this collective, like to have the same opportunity and platform that we want to build for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like um, people with our backgrounds, you know, don't necessarily always get the platform to, um, you know, whether it's singing or producing or, you know, graphic design or whatever it is. Um, I think house money is kind of like we want to make it like the collective mindset where people were open to people coming in and feeling like they have a platform um, and you know just like I said learning as we go along but I feel like we've done that so far even with like the few collaborations that we've had like we've taken people that we thought were really talented and given them like a new platform where they can explore like these different things and then like we really believe in them and we put together like you know promoting like you know the hell out of it and like just trying to make it the best for them and for us so it's really like a win-win situation for everyone so love that uh so you guys kind of touched on your creative processes as far as like samples and stuff like that but i really want both of you to kind of talk about like what inspires you when you're creating like what's your favorite dog to use like why do you like it and and what sounds and instruments inspire you the most i guess i'll pass it to jonah first I think right now I'm influenced by like the, oh, this is like a corny answer. I was going to say I'm influenced by the things around me, um, I, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm a change it. I'm influenced by a lot of the non-musical things that I do. You know, like if I'm watching like a TV show, I really like like cartoons. So like cartoons, like they, you know, 90s cartoons, modern cartoons, they all have like very interesting music behind them because they have to, because you need something really, you know, catchy to translate the feelings and the emotions going on in the shows. So I think that a lot of the things that influence my creative process are being in a, like an area 
or having just watched something or just, you know, talk to somebody about something or just had a thought. And I kind of uh, build create like based off of that. I create based off of like an emotion and based off of a thought process, which I get from like internalizing the things around me. Yep, that's cool. Damien, what about you? Um, I guess for my process, um, I've, I've noticed that I'm like naturally drawn to um, things that are like, that have, that are and have been like really culturally relevant and like iconic in a way. So I find myself going back to when I watch like shows or movies or listen to music or whatever, I kind of always want to branch off from like what was the most iconic thing of this time or whatever, like artists, for example, you know, and, you know, like even going back to like 70s, 60s, 80s, whether it's like soul music or like new wave or anything in between, it's like what was iconic at the time and what made it iconic, you know? Um, and so when I listen to like certain things, like, you know, um, like take on me right it's like a meme song but if you really listen to like the drums and stuff like at the time it's like it really set the tone for whatever like the whole decade and even now like in the weekend like blinding lights like the the drums and like the synths and stuff are like still use that influence like heavily and so for me like i really like to listen to like like iconic pieces and like kind of see where they came from and see how that can influence things going forward and see like today like what's what's uh, what will people be listening to 20 years from now that was from our decade you know what I mean and kind of seeing like how can we be a part of that um, like what's the best that we have to offer today and what's just popular just because it's like trendy you know what I mean um, so you know uh, as far as like the DAW like I use I I use Ableton um, that's only because my college roommate had a cracked version of it and he gave it to me and <laughs> I've been using that since, um, and I mean, honestly, it's, it is what it is. Like, I, I just been too lazy to learn anything else, but, um, it's been pretty good. I use that and a mix of, uh, the DJ software that I use to like sample and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's really a process. What do you use Jonah? Well, I'm not going to implicate myself on how I got it, but I got, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I use, uh, FL studios, FL oh. studios. Yeah. Okay. FL Studios is more intuitive. Don't ask me why I know all of this information, but I do Why do you know, know all this information? <laughs> I took an Ableton class and it was like a slow death. It was the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened. I don't know how you use Ableton. It's like the worst, not because it's like the worst, but it's like the most confusing to me. Like it's so intricate. Like it's just like. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so confusing that once I learned how to use it, I was like, I don't want to switch to anything else. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I honestly, I'm down. I'm down to like see what see what uh what FL Studio got going on. FL Studios really, yeah. is more intuitive. I feel like for sure. So you should switch over. No, just kidding. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm I'm gonna take a look. I will. <laughs> no, but this is dope. So, um, what are who are some artists that you're listening to right now? Oh, wow. Okay. So first of all, I got to shout out Cartier Rod. He's someone <laughs> I'm listening to a lot right now. He's the person. Yes, that sir. Single. Um, I, I mean, I actually reached out to him as a fan, you know, like I, I listened to his music all the way back in like 2019. And uh, I reached out to him and he was down to work. And I, I really appreciated that happening. Um, but aside from that, I, I, I'm listening to a lot of different stuff right now. Um, so a song that I've been coming back to a lot is um, I've been coming back to a lot of 
uh i don't know what's the genre it's like hyper pop music it's like very weird and chaotic and like <laughs> high-pitched stuff and a lot of like like noises everywhere and it, it sounds weird um and i think aside from that one of my favorite artists of all time is young thug so i mean i'm always kind of playing young thug <laughs> You're gonna have to send me that hyper pop stuff because now I'm interested. I never heard of it. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's definitely an acquired taste. It's it's pretty interesting. Okay, what about you, Damien? Um, I feel like this past year I've been listening to a lot of um more like traditional like rapper rappers like Griselda or like Freddie Gibbs. Mm. Um just because I feel like that that style kind of like faded for a little bit um and you know we had like a lot of you know like trap like uzi and all that um obviously they're still dominant now but uh you know there's definitely like a lane right now for you know like boom bap rappers and stuff so um messing with that i also must listen to a lot of drill music um uh, like chef g sleepy hollow um mm. i mean that that's just you know that's just the music goes dumb like it just goes off like mm-hmm. i don't even know what they're saying half the time like i hear words <laughs> so, but it doesn't so really we process. like the trap we like the trap yeah, no, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, um, but yeah, I would say right now, uh, top artist on this right now, probably Freddie Gibbs, but that's just right now, you know, I think. Nice. So do you guys listen to any R&B at all? Because I know you said you like to sample like song music and stuff. Um. So Damien always, or well, he doesn't make fun of me. I kind of make fun of myself. <laughs> And Damien has made me feel better about the fact that I did miss out on like a, a like basically the golden age of R&B. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there's a whole period that I, I kind of missed out on um, that I've like loved catching up with because it's 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 gorgeous music. Um, something, an artist I've been listening to a lot lately, uh, and I'm pretty, I was on her like when she first came out. Uh, is her i've been listening to her mm-hmm. a lot i've been listening to a lot of brent a lot brent uh Fiaz. i've been listening to a lot of give on a lot um yeah those are some of the r&b artists i'm listening to okay what about yeah you? i mean yeah like early mid 2000s that was when like r&b was like all over the radio and stuff and uh the first mix that we put together for house money actually was a mm-hmm. 2000s r&b mix um I don't know if you heard it, but I still listen to it like at least once a week. It goes crazy. But um mm-hmm. uh yeah, RB like is a big influence for us. Like really, like literally like we we text each other like Thursday night if like you know SZA, Brent Fires, whatever drops, like we're like, yo, like you gotta listen to this. Like we're we're definitely on top of that for sure. Um yeah. all right. So what's your you you mentioned late registration, but each of you, what's your favorite album of all time? Oh, uh, I have, okay, I have to say To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar is my favorite album of all time at this moment, at this time of recording, <laughs> and it has been for like, probably like like three years now, I think, yeah, since like my freshman year, maybe end of high school, that album, I've listened to it like probably once a week, uh, you know. It's, it's it's really, really, really good. I like it because not only does it sound good, like it's just a, a well-made, well-wrapped album, well-sung album. Um, it also has like a real message to it that kind of reaches out 
to a, a lot of people you know has a really broad message to it it means something different to some to like any person that listens to it and that is something like having so many layers in a piece of music is like super inspirational and it's just yeah it's, it's a great listen i think that my favorite album last year was man on the moon three uh the chosen by uh kid cuddy um that album like when i listen to it with all the synths and all the heavy bass like that's a, I, I do a lot of that kind of stuff too and when I heard that I was like, oh, every single artistic choice on there is something that if I were in the position at the talent level to do it, <laughs> I, I probably would have made that choice. Like it, it was, it was gorgeous. So what about you, Damien? Um, so for me, Dark Fantasy um, by Kanye. Uh, if you couldn't tell by now, Kanye is definitely my number one artist of all time. Um, that's my favorite one. I just like the time that I listened to it, um, Cause, you know time and place is such a big thing as far as like when you first listen to an album um the time down just the time and place like when i was to was like senior year of high school i think it was the first time i ever listened to all the way through and um i think it like it's an intersection of hip-hop in a lot of ways like um from like the grandest scheme of like you know like piano and like uh orchestra and everything all the way down to like the basics with like just um you know sample heavy hip-hop it's like literally like it's probably one of the first albums i would tell someone to if they're trying to see if they ask like if someone like took a time machine from like 1800s and they'd be like what was the definition of like you know like the top music of this time i'd probably show them that you know what i mean so yeah that one's always great always slaps um but i think my favorite rap album is probably blueprint one um by jay-z just because the beats on there are so iconic and like everything about it was just like, I don't know, it was just on the biggest stage of his time. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, to this day, I, I, I know a lot of people like rank Jay-Z albums or whatever, whatever, but yeah, Blueprint One has to be my favorite. So, fun fact about Dark Fantasy, I was actually watching Family Feud and it was like, the question was named like the top five like albums that people said were like the best of like all time and dark <laughs> fantasy was on family feud so I'm <laughs> I was like I, I have to listen to that through again yeah I mean he knew what he was doing I mean <laughs> yeah yeah that's dope so what is house money working on currently you dropped the single Nate Robinson you mentioned mm -hmm. Valentine's Day definitely plug whatever else you're working on yeah all right so basically uh nate robinson we like go stream that it's it goes hard is definitely a, a direction that we love going into a song that we really liked working on um but yeah we got something coming up in two days because this is on the 12th so in two days on valentine's day we have um house money sex cash which is a valentine's day anti-love project that we're putting out love for everybody it. that might not have somebody on valentine's day um, yeah, so we're putting out something, uh, it's five songs, an intro, outro, and then three tracks that we worked on with, uh, three fantastic vocalists, um, Princess Sanju, Tiffany, and Steffi May. And it's also a collab, uh, project that we're doing with Helena's, which is a, a friend of mine from college who also makes, you know, music. She's a fantastic producer and person. Uh, aside from that, we got tape coming down the line. 
uh, you know, coming soon. Hopefully, <laughs> we're working on a bunch of different tracks, a bunch of different singles, song from it. And um, yeah, we're really excited to put that out. It's uh, called Mad Money. And we're working on that with uh, another friend of mine from high school uh, named Mad, Mad Max. So yeah, we're really hyped for that one. Yes, sir. Everyone listening, go stream Nate Robbins right now, see what we're about. Um, Valentine's Day EP coming out. Whether you got somebody, whether you don't, um, you know, it's time to simp. It's time to appreciate the one next to you. Listen to it. If you don't, me and Jonah will show up at your door. Um, but yeah, give it a chance. I promise you won't be disappointed. I love your your thread on Nate Robinson of the single coming out. I was looking at it and it, it, oh, yeah. some, it was like, if you don't stream it, something. I was like, I love yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everything is alleged all right allegedly allegedly yeah, everything's alleged. <laughs> y'all are funny i love it well thank you for coming on the show um is there anything else you wanted to add about house money that people might not know uh something else you wanted to say before we hop off of here uh just that we appreciate you mia we appreciate you for having us on no this is a great thank you so much yeah it's a great time yeah dope so thank you for coming on the show